Hi everybody, this is Lori Weaver. Welcome to Compulsive Overeating Diary, day 84. It's now been 37 weeks, two days, since I began this experiment where I talk about my thoughts and feelings about compulsive overeating rather than heading for the chips. And I'm sitting here in the afternoon on the podcast rock under my podcast tree. I meant to go hiking this morning and to record from the Zen spot. I could really use it. I've had kind of a stressful few days. However, this morning I had some other technical snafus that took up my time and energy, as you'll hear later on in the show. So here I am. We'll do the best we can and move forward with what we've got, which is a beautiful afternoon in the park. So you might hear some dogs, some birds, some kids playing after school. You never know. But here we are. And after I let go of one of the hardest and most important things I need to let go of today, we'll have some very important announcements. Thank yous. Welcome to Lauren from Down Under, who's a friend of Amy from Australia. We'll have a few of the comments that you posted supporting our brave Karina from my live YMCA group. We'll learn just why Cheryl is on the bravery report, not once, but twice. And we'll wrap up with a comment from the wonderful Stephanie from Quebec that really made me think about the power of words. So Josh, we'll listen to the inspirational snippet of I'm letting go and find out what I need to let go of today. But I'm letting go, I'm letting go, it's a history that never really grows, I'm letting go, I'm letting go, it's a silent wind that never Josh, and since I forgot to mention your last name as I was opening into the snippet, that was the inspirational snippet of I'm Letting Go by Josh Woodward from his album The Simple Life. And if you like I'm Letting Go as much as I do, you can go to any one of the show notes of CompulsiveOvereatingDiary.com and find the link to Josh's site where you can download I'm Letting Go for absolutely free. All you have to do is sign up for his email list or you can pay a buck and get it through iTunes. All right, enough of this promo for Josh, which he didn't ask me to do, by the way. He's just such a kind man that he let me have access, no matter how much or how far this show goes, to use I'm Letting Go as my theme song. And I so appreciate it that I take pains to try to make sure I mention his name every single show. with me this long that you know when I start waffling around the letting go topic it means it's something I don't want to talk about letting go and this one is probably the mother of all letting goes I need to let go of holding on holding on tightly to things that you need to let go of okay does that make any sense you know it'd be easy enough if I said I need to let go of eating Cheetos That might be kind of a a pain for me if I was a Cheetos fan, but it wouldn't be all that hard. But how about letting go of the teddy bear you had as a child when it's just sitting on your shelf covered with dust and you're not taking it down to cuddle it anymore and you hardly even notice it when you go into the room 
but there it is and you pick it up in your hand and you think about cleaning it up and giving it to a kid in your neighborhood or to a charity, but something inside of you clutches and you just can't let that go. Okay, that's letting go with things. You know, it's also with people that maybe you used to be great friends, but now you don't have much in common. So it's really hard to take that time and energy out to keep up with that relationship. And as I've mentioned many times, there's some people where I've gone through that process with that I'm really, really sad that I didn't step up and make more of an effort. And there's some people that I've come to accept this was the natural course of things, even if the letting go came from their part rather than from mine. But lately, ever since I started Compulsive Overeating Diary and the blog, CompulsiveOvereatingDiary.com, I've been doing a lot of different projects and going on a lot of different social media sites and trying to keep up. And as the show has become a little bit more popular, it's getting harder and harder to keep up with everything. It really is. You know, when I started out and I was basically alone, walking around, and Cheryl would post every once in a while, or a brave companion would post every once in a while, it was pretty easy, because I knew everybody by name. There's only like five of you that were out there at the start of the show. So it was easy, you know, you just have the post go to Facebook automatically and to Twitter. I spent some time on Twitter making some friends on there. But I find Twitter goes by pretty quickly and it's hard for me to keep up. So anymore, mostly on Twitter, it's just a repeat of Instagram or something that I posted on the site goes on to Twitter. Or sometimes I see one of my friends posted something cool and I'll retweet that. But I just really haven't been putting the time and effort into Twitter as I used to because I find that's not not important isn't the right word, but it doesn't resonate with me. What happens on Twitter is really fast and kind of of the moment and it kind of goes by and I'm not really sitting there staring at Twitter to see what's going by. Now if you guys retweet one of my posts, I see that in a notification. If you sent me a personal note on Twitter, I would see that. But just the general you know, just all of the information on Twitter goes flying by. So I have to be honest to say that's not probably the best way to get a hold of me. The very best way to get a hold of me is to email me. I'm old enough that I still like email of all technologies, more so than texts even. I know young ones, it's just impossible to understand, but email is the best. So that's Lori, L-A-U-R-I-E, at CompulsiveOvereatingDiary.com. So if you email me or you come to the website and you put something in the contact form, I get that right away because I'm checking email several times a day or hanging out on the site to see who's been commenting there. That's something where I naturally hang around, right? Because I'm posting, I'm getting ready to do show notes, I'm reviewing comments, I'm answering comments that the Brave Companions post. So CompulsiveOvereatingDiary.com is a place I spend my time anyway. So if I see a new comment, or I see something come through the contact form, or I see a new post happen, I'm already there. It doesn't take much of my energy to deal with it. Now Tumblr I thought was pretty cool. And I think I originally went there because Kendra was on Tumblr and I saw there were some pretty neat people and I liked it. It's a little bit more of a microblogging, but to be honest, I haven't really been spending time on Tumblr either. So that's one that maybe I'll put a little more effort into. I don't know. Now Facebook, I'll have to be honest, 
is not a place that I go on my personal page very often at all. Now my personal page is where you'd see me as Lori Weaver and some of you Brave Companions are my friends on my personal page and you might have noticed that there's not too much stuff goes on there. I really don't put things on Facebook. It's just not in my nature to think about doing that. Now what I do love is Instagram. Instagram was introduced to me by my friend Steve Bott, who I call my fake son, and he said you should do Instagram because you take pictures and you can send notes to people and see pictures of other people. And I thought, that's really, really cool. I think I'm only followed by 26 or 27 people on Instagram, but I very much enjoy seeing their pictures from all over the world. I love when they comment and I can see these comments and it kind of stays put. Like when I go to my home area, I can see these pictures of the people and I can comment and have some conversations back and forth. I really love Instagram. So that's another good place if you want to connect with me is Instagram which would be Lori Dreamweaver is my name there. Now, I didn't really mean to start talking about letting go about social media, but maybe it's a good topic, really. But I guess the point that I'm getting to is I've discovered that even though, like when you're a podcaster or a blogger, you're supposed to be active in all social media, you know, to try to get more listeners, more readers to build your audience. But I find it absolutely exhausting to try to keep up with every bit of social media. And I realized that energy is very, very important. Energy is how I have... Uh, the ability to bike ride. It's why I have the ability to walk all around the RV park like Mark and I did last weekend, looking at different RVs in our, in our dream world where we're going to go around the country in an RV and see everything. You know, it's the energy that you expend that becomes very, very precious. And you don't want to expend your energy on things that aren't either one very important to you or two that you feel are well worth it. Right? It's kind of like calories we talked about when you look at the delicious dessert. Is it really super delicious? Is this really what's going to ring your bell? Or is it just there? Right? If I'm going to eat a lot of calories, not that I count them any longer, but if I'm going to eat something quote-unquote fattening, I want that thing to be something I truly enjoy, truly savor, and I think to myself, I don't care how many calories this is because this is so darn good and I'm enjoying it so much. Well, I'm seeing some of that attitude is spilling over into my own life and it's kind of hard for me. It's hard for me to say, you know, I'm really not spending that much time on Twitter. I'm not going to delete my Twitter account, but I'm going to be honest and say I'm really not spending that much time there and I'm going to let myself admit that and not worry about it. Now, I opened with talking about getting rid of a teddy bear from my youth. I'll be honest with you there, too. I have that scenario, and I have not yet been able to let go of my Winnie the Pooh collection, which is my set of teddy bears from my youth. They're kind of sitting on my dresser collecting dust, and every once in a while I go vacuum them, and then I give them a cuddle. But I thought for many years that maybe I should be cleaning them and giving them to a kid who could enjoy them as much as I enjoyed them when I was young. But just like giving up the scale, I'm not quite there yet. But this brings me to a couple of things that I did give up yesterday, and it was both very hard. And one of them was my live support group at the YMCA. What, you say? What do you mean you gave it up? 
Well, I went there for our third session, and the only person that came to participate was the wonderful, brave Karina, who let her voice be known last week. So we had a nice chat for a half hour or so, 40 minutes, and, you know, we cleaned up, and I just got to thinking about to have this one hour out of my life, it means I can never go to Ventura to go bike riding on Monday and spend the night because I need to be home on Tuesday in case of this group. I just don't see the group growing where it is at the time that it is in the way that it is. Now, if you're one of the wonderful members who came to try the group on week one, two, or three, I so appreciate meeting you and I enjoyed it immensely. I was very touched by your stories and I'm still convinced that there is a place for what this show does in some kind of live format. But I had to recognize that for myself, for it to be worth it, for me to show up someplace every week in the hopes that someone's there for an hour, I needed something more. I needed more people to be there, kind of a more feeling of enthusiasm around it, just kind of more of an idea that this is something that was going to grow into something, less of that, well, I'll show up and see what happens. Because between my book, my blog, the show, my voice acting class, starting to get ready to audition for voice work, my singing, all of the other things that I'm doing, that hour has become very precious to me. And it's very hard to admit and to say out loud. But that hour is very precious to me. And if I thought that there would be several live brave companions there where we could interact with each other and that seemed very likely that that might happen, then that hour would absolutely be worth any amount of energy that I would devote to it. But what I saw was a big maybe. Maybe someone might show, maybe no one would show. Maybe it would be me and Karina forever, you know. <laughs> but maybe some more would come later. But I could see that at least for a good while, it would be, in my opinion, very iffy. Now, do I know that for sure? No. This is all a gut feeling of mine. And I so appreciate the YMCA for giving me this opportunity and for giving it a try and for giving us the space and for some of the health coaches who worked there to try out the class themselves. And all of that was good feedback and very good experience. But I'm kind of proud of myself that I thought about it. And when I got home, I talked it over with Mark and we realized that the support group as it is at this time in this place and where I am in my life, the answer is this is too much for me. This is one of the things that I need to let go. Well, as you know, I've been working on this for months and months and months and really working hard and putting my soul and my heart into this whole idea. So I bet you can guess how difficult it was for me and how much I second guess myself about that decision. But in honesty, what my gut is telling me now is you did right. This was the right thing to do right now. But those ladies that were there, if you're hearing me now, if you've had a chance to come listen to the show, we welcome you with open arms to be one of the brave companions here. And maybe sometime in the future we could get together again for a walk or a talk or just hang out. 
We'll see what happens. But that one, Brave Companions, was very difficult for me. So I left the page at compulsiveovereatingdiary.com slash YMCA up live. So if anyone was to come there, they would see that indeed that that group has been canceled, at least from my point of view. I'm not going to be a participant in that group any longer. That was tough. The second really tough thing, which you'll hear about in the announcements, is that Cheryl and I, we both were running the Compulsive Overeating Diary support group on Spark People. And Spark People is a fitness website where you can track calories and there's other fitness things you can do and articles and groups you can join on different topics. It's kind of the old-fashioned forum type group where you can post some content and people can make their own posts and it stays there a little more solidly. And when we first started with the podcast, we didn't have anybody. And I kept saying, well, it's just me and Cheryl, so come on over there. And the very day that Cheryl and I were going to kind of give up on that team and delete it, we got our first new member. And for a little while, we had a lot of participation over there at the Spark People team. And we talked about books that we read, as well as how we felt about dieting or not dieting, how hungry we were. You know, how about that? So you think you can dance? or we had a rant thread, or things to be positive about thread. So there was some communication going on there. And I also took the time to post the link to that show notes every time I posted a new show. Well, as time went on, people fell away, and even though we ended up with 20 members, including Cheryl and myself, for the last several weeks, we've really had no or next to no participation. And Cheryl, she's busy with her writing and her other things that she's doing. And as I said before, I'm kind of busy with other things I'm doing. So if that had been a place where the Brave Companions thought, this is great, we're going to come there, we love to post here, then yes, we would have been all over it. But the answer is, since that wasn't the case, no matter how much we wished it was the case, the way it turned out is that forum was not used by the Brave Companions and that forum was not used really by Spark people to find us as new Brave Companions. So it was really just adding an extra chore to Cheryl's in my day to stop by there a couple times a day to see if anyone was there to welcome them and to post content and to answer. So today, whammo, I had to pull the plug on that one too. So here I am, support group gone, Spark people group gone, feeling a little bit low, because these were both kind of my ideas, right? I thought this would work, this would be good, but it turned out not the way I would expect. So how can I learn to let this go? I need to let go second guessing. I need to let go not trusting my own instincts, which you call what your gut has to say. And I need to trust myself. In the past, I would just hold on and keep going and keep going and keep going and run a project into the actual actual dirt or until I was exhausted and could not do it anymore because I never wanted to give up that spark of hope that maybe next time, maybe just a little more work on my part, maybe just a little more promotion, just a little more something would turn the corner. But what I found out and partially through the unexpected success of this podcast, is things that are meant to be, things that align with your passion, things that actually resonate with the people you're trying to reach, aren't that hard. 
you do the work, you put it out there, and things just tend to work out. I know that sounds a little, you know, but, but that's been my experience. If you really have a great idea and everyone thinks it's a great idea, then that idea will spread, you know? Sometimes it's a slow burn spread, and these things might have been that, but with my busy schedule right now and Cheryl's busy schedule right now, we just don't have the energy to put into what ifs and what might be. We have to put our energy into what do we think will be and what is really important to us. And Brave Companions, the thing that's most important to me is having the time and energy to make sure that I can get these shows recorded because I love to do these shows. I love to hear from you. As I've said before, a big part of this show are the comments and the participation and the voices of you, the brave companions who participate with me. And right now, I still see plenty of participation and always coming down the pike. So I feel that any energy that I put in is well worth it. And I also feel that the energy that I put out to explain my feelings both to you and to myself is very beneficial to me. So don't worry that in the near future I'm going to say, well, brave companions, guess what? This is it. I don't feel that I'm anything close to that. But I do feel that giving up the support group at this time and giving up the Spark People group is going to help me keep my energy and my enthusiasm for this show, for my singing, my voice acting, and maybe will let me finish that book I've been promising you all this time. Okay, it's time for our announcements. First announcement, as I mentioned in the opening, the live support group at the YMCA had its last class October 21st, so it's no longer going forward with my participation. You know, I may revamp the concept and pitch at other places in future, but for now it's tabled, and so I'm putting my energy into other things. Announcement number two. Thanks so much to whoever bought that really whopping fancy pen on Amazon.com. Hugs, 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 because the amount of money that I will get because you took the time to come through my Amazon link before making your fancy pen purchase was enough to pay for next month's media storage. Wow, thank you so much. And Brave Companions, it really does add up. So I'm asking you that if you are in the UK, Canada, or in the USA, if you plan on buying something through Amazon or going to look at Amazon and maybe buy something, please come to compulsiveovereatingdiary.com slash Amazon first and click through from there. It really, really helps to support this show and it doesn't add a penny to your cost. So thanks again, mysterious Amazon shopper. That was really cool. Item three, as I mentioned previously, sadly, another item Cheryl and I decide to let go is our Spark People team. And with the 20 members, including us, it was just not enough participation to justify our time checking the place out every day or to try to maintain it. So at this point in time, I wrote to Spark People and they have removed the team. So you won't see it anywhere. They have removed it from their database. And I've removed all the old links to it from all of the show notes on compulsiveovereatingdiary.com. Though I did leave the new Spark team member welcomes there without links on the days that they happened. So you can still see it if you were new to the the team and I said hello to you in the show, you will st still see that note on the show note. 
number four. Again, as I mentioned earlier, <laughs> I meant to go hiking to the Zen place today, but another unexpected energy drain struck today. And that was that recent updates to the software that my site is made of broke the episode menu widget. You know, the one where you could pick the episode and go right to those show notes? Oh, how aggravating. So I spent several hours troubleshooting that and realized it's just a non-starter. So I replaced that menu widget with two new pages you can find on the site. One called episode index and the other blog post index. From there, you can see all of the episodes in reverse order with their descriptions and links. The same for the blog post page. So while this snafu was just one more frickin' thing today, <laughs> I actually think the index pages work really well for people who are wanting to find something specific or just to get caught up. Our final announcement, Halloween. A few episodes ago, I promised you that if you brave companions would send me some items, I'd put together a special Halloween segment for the show. Well, we already have a couple of really cool goodies. Suze is working on a spooky version of a Lady Gaga song on the piano, and Cheryl has shared a true-life ghost story from her past. And if you'd like to participate in our halloween -y fun, it is not too late. Call the Bravery Hotline, tell a Halloween joke you found on the internet, or tell a spooky story. Or send me a Halloween story, poem, or other item that I can read and put effects to, and I will put it on the air. Come on in. The water's beautiful. Wow. Dang, I was way hoping that ghostly sound would sound better, but I'm running out of water and my voice is cracking, so... You got that kind of ghost sound from the announcements. Okay, we're done with announcements and time to welcome our newest brave companion. Guess who? It's Lauren from Down Under, a friend of Amy from Australia's, who had this to say on day 81. Hi, Lori. I'm here because Amy from Australia sent me. I'm a member of the group she told you about, and she has mentioned your podcast several times. I've also had a long struggle with my weight and with overeating and binging. In fact, I've just finished a 14-week group therapy program to help me overcome this. It's been such a positive experience that I've started my own blog and Facebook page to share my journey, and that is at Just Full Enough, both of them. And you can see these links in Lauren's comments on day 81, and I'll put the links also on today's show, and I will put those links also on today's show notes. She continues. My own journey lately has been very much about learning self-acceptance and intuitive eating, so I was a bit put off by the calorie counting and weight loss talk in episode one. That's why I decided to skip ahead a bit to see what else you were covering. Imagine my surprise to hear my very own friend Amy being mentioned. And now I've listened to a few random episodes and really love all the self-improvement and self-reflection that is going on. I also love that you seem to be building such a great little community here and the way you include everyone. I'm planning to go back to the start and listen in order. I think it's great that there are more and more people getting out there and talking about this stuff. We all have different journeys, but the more we talk, the more we learn about ourselves, and the more we encourage others to do the same, we can all learn something from each other and support each other along the way. Well, brave companions, I certainly have to agree with Lauren, who is a friend of Amy from Australia. So if you want to say good day to Lauren and... Uh, also say good day to Amy, stop by and post your welcome or reply directly to Lauren on day 81. I wanted to be sure and give my thanks to Donnie, Cheryl, Suze, Sue, 
and Stephanie from Quebec for reaching out on day 83 to welcome Karina, the lovely, brave young lady from my first ever live support group who so bravely shared her feelings last episode by recording them on her phone right after the group and gave me permission to use them. I'm going to read just a couple of these welcoming comments, but my big heartfelt thanks to all of you brave companions who took the time to make Karina feel so welcome. I'm going to read Donnie's first because she was the first one to welcome Karina on day 83. Donnie says, Welcome Karina, so glad for your bravery and sharing yourself with us. This is a great place for support, encouragement, and non-judging understanding. I have to admit a bit of jealousy though that you live in the area and get to attend the live support group with the awesome Lori Weaver laughing out loud. Well, Donnie, I guess Karina was lucky for a few days, but I know what you mean. I certainly wish that more of the brave companions that I knew of lived in the LA area so that we could get together and have some hikes and fun ourselves. Next, I want to read what Suze had to say for Karina because she welcomed Karina. She shared her own feelings, but to be honest, I'm also going to read this post because I really needed the boost today. <laughs> And Sue says some really nice things about the show. Anyway, this is what she says. Karina, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so glad you are here. And wow, was I impressed to hear that you were wanting to leave a voice message immediately after your first meeting with Lori's group. That was so brave. And isn't Lori a peach? She has helped so many of us in the podcast audience. I hope you get time to listen to some of the podcasts and browse around on this site so you can get familiar with other listeners and topics we've been thinking about. I've struggled with food issues for as long as I can remember, and this is probably the first place I've felt understood, supported, and free to talk about the issue without fear or being shamed or shunned or mocked, etc. Like what sometimes seems to happen in the quote, outside, unquote, world. I hope you'll find a welcoming place here and will continue to share your thoughts with all of us, whether you're having a good day or not. There are so many wonderful people here who really and truly understand the struggle inside and out. And your kind heart was on display when you considered that sharing your own thoughts could help more than just yourself. You are so right, and it's a mark of a sensitive, caring person that it occurred to you. I look forward to hearing more from you, and I wish you all the best. Suzanne. And like I said last show, Suze and Suzanne are the same person. Sometimes she signs Suze, sometimes Suzanne, but she's really wonderful. And Suze, thanks so much for taking the time out to give that thoughtful comment to Karina and for sharing how much you value the show and the brave companions and their comments here. Because as I said, I was feeling a little bit down and kind of like with the big L, not for Lori, but for you know what, loser on my head. And when I read things like that, it makes me feel like whatever I've been doing is making a difference. So I have some hiccups, you have some wins, you have some losses, things go well, things go differently. It's all part of life. And Suze, you're one of the people that never fails to encourage me when you're encouraging others. I want to go on with my next item, which is Cheryl. She's on the Bravery Report not once, but twice. But while I'm reading about Cheryl, don't be surprised if you hear some excess noise. Because I'm here in the afternoon, I've got the high school track team practice going on. So the joggers are jogging round and round the park 
just on the other side of this hill. So every once in a while, I'm picking up a little bit of their athleticism and enthusiasm bleeding through into this show. But anyway, back to Cheryl. She's on the bravery report the first time because she is the first brave companion besides myself to actually post on our very own bravery report page. And here's what Cheryl put herself on the bravery report for on October 17th, 2014. Hey all, seeing as how Lori's podcast today is all about procrastination and dreams, I'm putting myself on the bravery report for joining a first page review blog hop on wordpress.com. I posted the first thousand words of my finished book manuscript to be critiqued by whomever wants to between now and the end of October. Kind of scary. In addition, I've submitted the first 300 words to an author who does a critique of first glimpses, basically, and gives very detailed feedback. As nervous as that makes me, I'm hoping it will fit his criteria and I'll get that feedback from him. It's getting easier to just hit that send button on the computer. Thanks in particular to Lori who keeps nudging me in the quote, right direction, laughing out loud. Hooray for Cheryl! Yay for bravery! And thanks for taking the plunge to put yourself, Cheryl, on the bravery report. And you, brave companion, you can put yourself on the bravery report. Go to compulsiveovereatingdiary.com and click bravery report in the menu and post. You can even download your very own bravery report PDF certificate there as well. Now, the second reason I'm putting Cheryl on the bravery report today is that she very bravely continued her writing with revealing some innermost feelings on her blog, Wellsprings and Dragonfly Wings. And she dedicates this bravery to all of you. Just listen to how she starts her story. Today it's been 36 weeks and four days, wink, wink, Lori, that I've been following my friend Lori Weaver's podcast, Compulsive Overeating Diary. She spent a great deal of time not only being vulnerable and talking about her own feelings and emotions, but encouraging her listeners, posters to do the same. Compulsive Overeating Diary has been a good experience for everyone who stumbles on it, and many of us are taking baby steps toward becoming more accepting of ourselves and our issues. In being honest about who we are, I'm also posting something on here that I wrote a while ago as a writing exercise from Julia Cameron's The Right to Write. I'm posting it in honor of Lori and all the brave companions who become such a part of this wonderful podcast. Their courage and openness has made me feel like we're all in this together. Brave companions, I salute you. This is me being very honest about how I feel about myself. Here's the first part of Cheryl's touching story about where some of her feelings of not being good enough may have originated. Her story is called, Who Says God Has a Dog Anyway? To say I couldn't get the words out of my mind would be an understatement. I'd spent the entire morning running back to the computer, pulling up my favorite token website, finding my picture, and reading the comments posted there. People rarely said such things to me, and those who tried, including my husband, have more often than not found themselves on the pointy end of a sarcastic comment in return for their efforts. But there they were in black and white and posted on the World Wide Web for anyone to see, and I'd be damned if I knew how to feel about them. Finally, I had to make myself get up from the computer and go on with the day's chores. I wandered into the bedroom to get dressed, still shaking my head and blushing as I passed the dresser mirror. Ah, Kaylin, you're so pretty. That's what Nina had said. Pretty. Imagine. She called me pretty. I grimaced at the image staring back and thought, 
If only she could see me now. At the negative thought, my inner child had a fit. Obviously, she loved being called pretty, and actually, she was in her day. Didn't I have the trophy from the beauty contest to prove it? I must have been all of four years old when my mother entered me in that silly thing. Half-dressed, I crossed the hall and opened the door to the laundry room. On a shelf, long forgotten, sat a tarnished gold and black marble trophy. The writing was nearly worn off after all these years, but I knew what it said. Blue Ribbon Award, first place toddler division. Yes, I had been a beautiful child, even if a little on the chunky side. Golden red hair hung to my waist in unruly natural waves and was a real bitch to comb, or so my mom had complained nearly every day of my young life. My dad, however, would run his fingers through the tangles and swear it was my crowning glory. When he fussed over me like that, I felt like the most beautiful little girl in the world, a princess, and at 10, that was a very wonderful and important thing to feel. I guess that's why everyone was so surprised when mom did what she did. Dad left for a week to go camping with his brother and their buddies, and while he was gone, mom had it cut off clear to my shoulders. I remember just being sick at the first snip of the scissors. She was tired of fighting that rat's nest every day, she told the poor lady doing the damnable deed. Forlornly, the woman tried to assure me through my tears that I would love it. It would be so easy to take care of. No more getting the comb stuck and pulling hunks out by the roots. She couldn't have an inkling of the damage she was doing, though not by her own choice. The week seemed interminable, and on Saturday I was so excited to see my uncle's car pull up to the curb in front of our house. That's when it happened. Dad got out, yanked his suitcase from the back seat, and walked right past me where I stood expectantly for my usual hug and kiss. Right past me and up the porch stairs into the house. That moment froze in my memory. That was the day I stopped being pretty. To read the rest of this touching and brave story, go to Cheryl's blog, Wellsprings and Dragonfly Wings, and I'll put the link on today's show notes. Well done, Cheryl. You have earned your bravery wings today. And to us, my dear friend, you are certainly beautiful inside and out. To wrap up today's show, Stephanie from Quebec posted something that really made me think. That was the day where I was struggling with saying the French phrase. <laughs> Sorry if I'm saying it wrong now. Joie de vivre. Okay? So I was also talking about quitting and quitting my voice lessons, my voice acting lessons, and how glad I was I hadn't quit my voice acting lessons when I'd had a bad day at that. But this is what Stephanie had to say. Wanting to quit is not always really wanting to quit. Sometimes we make illusions about desired behaviors that are just synonyms of feelings and that simply translate a state of mind rather than a real action we intend to do. For example, I just went to shake slash slap slash hit slash strangle him. Means I am really mad. I wish I could just fall asleep forever. I am really, really sad. I could conquer the world right now. I feel empowered. I guess we need to not take ourselves so literally sometimes. Bravo for your perseverance, Lori. It was worth it. And your French is perfect. Your podcast was full of joie de vie. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know if I could say my French was perfect, but I can say I made a perfectly great try at it. That I will admit to. 
but I really am struck by what Stephanie has to tell us. The next time like you look at your kid or your husband or your wife, you say, I could kill them. You don't really want to kill them, but it's anger talking. And sometimes I think some of the thoughts that we put into our own heads, we do take literally, right? I could eat that whole thing. I'm so hungry I could eat the horse. I could eat it all. Well, maybe instead of saying that, we could say to ourselves, wow, I'm really hungry. I would like to eat enough so I'm not so hungry. Or instead of saying I'd like to kill him, wow, I'm really angry with him right now. I wonder when I can find a time to talk about that. Now, I know that seems kind of strange, but I have found that as I've learned to try to identify my feelings, it has helped my binging to definitely decrease. It has helped me to definitely like food more when I'm hungry for that food, where it tastes delicious to me or I'm physically hungry. And I know that I'm definitely a wild, emotional person who tends to be on the highs and the lows and really excited and really down and I've had some trouble with these extreme emotions in my life and I'm wondering if starting to pay attention to my language such as Stephanie suggests and as Sue suggested a few shows ago you know about the extreme language that I use to describe my feelings but maybe these action words are also clues to my feelings and I think that's really interesting What do you say, brave companions? What do you think about when we use these extreme words and these action words? Are we really describing how we feel? And do you take yourself literally when you say things like that too? Let me know. I want to hear your thoughts. Post them away. In the meantime, try to do what you love. Try to figure out where your energy does the most good makes you the most happy and resonates the most with your purpose in life. And every one of you brave companions, take care because I really, really care. I'm a slave without a master, heading for disaster, kicking up the dust in the middle of the road. I've been waiting on a free ride, ticket to a seaside thicket on the edge of Puget Sound. And there I'll sit, I'll admit that I was only just a guest inside my skin.